Missile, a Mech Warrior Online podcast. Good to Mech fans, the Mech Bros are back together again for another episode. Uh, it's Cozent Indigo and Captain Cat here again, bringing you more incoming missiles than a match on Polar Highlands with a tag event running. Uh, how is the stompy robot action been going for you, Captain Cat? Uh, yeah, pretty much the same as ever, really, I guess you'd say at the moment, isn't it? It's uh, kind of Groundhog Day in Mech Warrior Land for me i uh it's I th- it's really starting to bite i gotta be honest the lack of new mechs and stuff like that so i'm having to sort of find my own reasons to play make you know rediscover old mechs and things like that how about yourself yeah it's a good call actually the um the bite of uh of not having uh, regular mech releases uh, you know it's amazing how quickly you get used to that something new every month so can understand how hard it was to kind of keep up with that i guess but uh yeah because even the events have slowed down a little bit i guess uh and particularly if you get the event done relatively quickly that uh you know you, you do have to find those reasons to play uh, in a game like mech warrior i guess and yeah I've, I've been doing what you're saying actually i've been uh, either going back to old favorites where you know that you're probably going to go all right or i've been uh, just looking around in the mech lab for mechs that i haven't played a lot uh digging them out and, and giving them a go but uh yeah the the bite well, I hope that uh, PGI do make good on there. I guess promise to do intermittent mech packs and do, you know, give us something to look forward to soon. Right. So uh, today's episode uh, is actually not going to be about Mech Warrior Online. Uh, we are today going to tackle the challenge uh, of responding to the recent announcement by PGI and uh, Russ uh, about the Epic Games Store exclusive, the exclusivity deal. Uh, and the conversation that happened with the recent AMA, AMA number eight. We are shifting the reticle from MechWarrior Online, which is what we typically talk about, and we are now going to focus on mercenaries. Now, there has been uh, a lot, uh, and we will uh, get into that really, really shortly, but uh, we are going to begin today's episode, I guess, on uh, a very sad note. Uh, We unfortunately lost uh, a member of our unit, uh, a very valuable member not only of Clan Crossfire but of the uh, wider MechWarrior community. Uh, We lost an amazing pilot by the name of TK87, uh, a brother in arms who passed recently. And uh, yeah, if you were involved with our unit at all uh, in comp or if you did play in the Oceanic time zone, uh, you will probably know or have played against TK uh, in his uh, blood asp uh, or his hell hellbringer uh, painted noob green, uh, he does leave a massive hole uh, and will be really missed. So, uh, just want to begin the episode by uh, giving a shout out to TK, Captain Cat. Did you want to share any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you and I were remarking before we started recording that it's um, you know it's kind of a, a shame that it takes something like this to um, bring people together, and that's really what it's done for our unit is just bring us all closer together. We've lost someone and they've got that shared experience and it's made us all uh, appreciate each other more. So yeah, do take the time and look after each other guys and appreciate um, what great bros you've got amongst this great community. Absolutely. And that's, uh, I guess, something to remember uh, and I think probably pretty appropriate in regards uh, to this episode is that it is a really, really good community. 
Uh, so I do appreciate uh, your Mech Brothers and your Mech Sisters, the people in your unit. Uh, remember that uh, camaraderie and uh, the pure pleasure that you can get just getting to know someone. So yeah, we um, he will be sadly missed. Right, uh, as always, thank you to the incoming missile patrons. Uh, Dan N, Freerider AU, John Doe Iowa, MWO Comp, Jacob Sawyer, Shaky Snake, Bryos, Chill Gaps and Water Deer, Night of the Day, Nikoro Doomguard, and Robin Merkley. As always, your support is greatly appreciated. Uh, and if you did want to support us like these uh, wonderful patrons do, uh, you can become one for as little as $2 per month. Uh, that is less than the price of a cup of coffee. Uh, so do look for us on Patreon. Right, let's get into the controversy, Cat. Have you uh, got your tinfoil hat on? Whee! <laughs> Right, so if you follow any MechWarrior-related content at all, you will have seen, heard, or read uh, about PGI's most recent announcement about MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries. Here's kind of the three-minute summary in case you've you know, been living under a rock uh, for the last fortnight or so, uh, pun intended. So Russ... Bullock detailed uh, in the AMA number 8 that PGI have opted for the Epic Games exclusive deal, which means, uh, I guess in the most basic sense for us as players, uh, that the only way that you can play the game uh, in the first 12 months at least uh, is to launch it through the Epic Games store. So rather than Steam at the moment, you would now, you would have to do that uh, through the Epic Games store. Now it's fair to say that the announcement landed like a lead balloon, uh, basically. Uh, the outrage and controversy was pretty immediate and it was pretty brutal. Portions of the fan base kind of went into outrage overdrive, basically, and decrying the game, um, you know, hassling PGI and, and basically hating everything Russ Bullock. Outrage content kind of hit the airwaves as soon as it could be uploaded. Uh, you know, you had big YouTubers like uh, Sid Alpha uh, and Critical Rocket, uh, and they were just unleashing these expletive-laden tirades uh, and uploading them to YouTube. And then you had, you know, the typical salt streamers like the B for forced induction, and they were, you know, doing the normal kind of stuff where they are declaring that the game was dead, that the franchise was dead, you know, basically just just stoking that outrage fire. Yeah, I, w- I jumped in the uh, the AMA discussion channel straight afterwards and. Uh... There was a lot of shaky voices in there. <laughs> People trying to talk over the top of each other. And uh, yeah, emotions ran high, to be sure. Yeah, I bet you in Discord it would have had that several people typing up constantly. <laughs> constantly. <laughs> Obviously, plenty of content creators created content, uh, and you did have creators like, say, TTB and Kanajashi, and they tried to give, you know, less emotional and, and more balanced uh, takes and some commentary on the situation. And, you know, there were even some that took, uh, I guess, a positive take. And there were streamers like Nutty Rat uh, that at least tried to put, you know, some, some, some positivity out there and, and, and at least give kind of that side. It is fair to say, though, that the general temperature of the reactions was negative, as Kat was just saying, that the, uh, the shaky voices in Discord uh, Reddit, of course, became, you know, the, the an even deeper sinkhole of, you know, the negative opinion and outrage and, you know, the sea kind of became so brown that it was almost kind of dark purple, really. 
even streamer chats very quickly became bogged down by everyone having that debate you know the a lot of MWO regulars uh, kind of expressing their feelings uh, which were largely disappointment and frustration basically anywhere that Mequos were talking discords all of that kind of stuff it became about the announcement uh, and in particular what it meant uh, for the game and the franchise so we thought that we would chime in and we thought that we would attempt to take the uh, incoming missile approach to the topic uh, as we say we are all about the conversation and a good conversation considers both sides of of any issue now we obviously we have focused exclusively on mwo uh, up until now uh, but you know given how relevant this topic is even to mwo uh, we thought that we would at least have a go at taking a balanced look at some of the key issues and discussion points uh, to come out of that announcement and try and consider uh, both sides of that, you know, whether you are completely negative about it, uh, about the deal, uh, or whether you can see the positives, uh, or even look if you are ambivalent for it. So uh, we thought we would dive in and see what we could do. Is that about right, Captain Kent? Yeah, yeah. If you're indifferent, this probably... Uh... Yeah, maybe something here for you, but you know, if you really don't care, this is probably not for you. Otherwise, yeah, expect a different, a slightly different viewpoint to maybe what you've heard so far. We're going to try and pre- present a sort of a different, oh, what would you say, a different viewpoint. I mean, and have a go at, I guess, at uh, at least taking an approach that is a little bit more balanced. It's uh, hopefully what we are at least a little bit renowned for. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, fire up these sexy Kiwi accents and uh, try and present you both sides. So yeah. What we're going to try and do is lay out some of the facts uh, as we understand them and what we've picked up, uh, consider the negative or the salty side or the salty interpretation of those facts. Then we're going to flip it over uh, and we're going to consider a a positive or an optimistic take on those facts. What we've tried to do is we've tried to wrap up a whole lot of the stuff into general talking points. So uh, yeah, there's, there's four kind of general talking points that we are going to cover. Captain Cat, kick us off. What is the first one? All right. So first talking point. Here's the premise. PGI acted in bad faith. So generally, we're going to look at how people have perceived the actions that PGI have taken and whether those were in good or bad faith. Yep. Nice, Captain Cat. So let's outline the facts that uh, are associated with that premise. Now, PGI announced that they are going with Epic Games Uh, and that they are taking an exclusivity deal, as we've mentioned. Uh, They make this announcement around a month before the game is set to launch, and they couple that announcement with the fact that the game is now going to be delayed again from September out to December. Now, they do this after selling pre-orders of the game, where people have brought the game with the understanding that it will be delivered to them under certain conditions, Of course, one of those being that the game was going to be available on Steam. The announcement of the deal meant that several of the conditions under which you and me brought the game have changed. This includes not only the game platform, uh, but other prominently marketed aspects such as mod support and easy access to your friends for co-op via the Steam friends list. Uh, There was a short crossover period of a few days, uh, as Russ told us, where a deal had been confirmed with Epic uh, and the conditions had changed, uh, but where the game continued to be sold under the pre-existing 
and technically false conditions. So that's an important one. So that is an outline of the facts. And these are the things we want you to consider about whether PGI acted in bad faith or not. All right. So let's let's have a look at some of the things that the um, the more negative or salty people have been sort of saying about this. The um, the the bad faith issue. So the community feel like a bait and switch has happened. They brought the game under a certain context, rightly expecting that the company would be delivering what they stated they would, and those conditions changed. Secondly, the community feel like they've been deceived, or at worst, actively lied to. Many believe the deal has been in the wheels for longer than is stated, and that PGI and Russ have been intentionally deceptive. Promises were made, and trust has been undermined and used up. And finally, the community feel that PGI are playing down or not being considerate of the impact that the change will have. They feel that the, even the way it was announced was callous, inconsiderate, and of effectively giving them the middle, middle finger. So it would be some more positive ways that we could look at this. Yeah, okay. So of those facts that we just talked about, if we were looking at the positive take, we might say that the way it was handled was probably more a sign of ignorance rather than intention. And, you know, PGI have kind of a track record of not necessarily handling the PR stuff particularly well. You know, they have a self I mean, Russ even talked about this uh, self-proclaimed history of, the, of their gaffes, of their cock-ups, uh, and maybe the way that PGI have gone about it was just bad management rather than bad intentions. There was always going to be a backlash, I guess, to the decision. Uh, so something else to consider about those facts would be that regardless of how the decision was made or how the announcement was made or when there was going to be backlash. So, you know, people hold those negative opinions of PGI, of Russ, and of course of Epic themselves. So it wouldn't have mattered how it was handled. Uh, people would have been up in arms. Okay, so that's just goes with the territory. It's going to be part of it. Another positive take would be that the refunds were offered up front and they were unequivocal, so you could get it regardless. Uh, and the MWO content that you got was retained, uh, and those, I think, were signs of good faith rather than of bad faith. So that would be uh, some of the positive stuff uh, and, and, and looking at it positively from those facts that we saw. We've got all the facts. What's your take on it? What, what's your intuition tell you about what's really going on here? I think it's one of the most reasonable reasons to criticize PGI. You want small indie developers to be uh, more honest and considerate and connected, I guess, to their community because um, you know it's much smaller. You don't want them to be like the AAA vampires like EA. You know, uh, At the end of the day, PGI and Russ, I guess, as the voice of PGI, they promised some things. And they helped sell the game uh, by, by talking up those things, by talking up modding. Uh, and they've now gone back on that. So I think people rightly have uh, a reason to be upset and to criticize PGI. That being said, I don't, I don't personally think that PGI were lying. But what happened amounts to almost the same thing as lying, basically. So whether there was an intention there for them to deceive people or not, people will feel deceived. So if you were to be cancelling, or if you have cancelled your pre-order, 
based on the fact that you feel deceived, that you feel as though you have been deceived and shafted by PGI, or just that you're disappointed, I think that's actually fear. I don't think that they acted in bad faith. I think it was more ignorance than intention. But I think as a player, it would be fear to still feel disappointed as though there was intention there. So I guess basically you would just weigh up to say, is does that disappointment? How about you? Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you. That I think that there, there is a case there for people to criticize um, and to be frustrated about this. And for me, the, the question really comes down to, was it ethical for PGI to keep selling these pre-orders once they knew that an exclusive deal with the Epic Games Store was on the table? And, you know, at what point should they have maybe taken the pre-order down or that sort of thing? You know, we talked about Russ and his gaffes and all that sort of thing. From a historical standpoint, I think he spoke really well. He was very clear and stayed on topic. He didn't uh, didn't drop any uh, major PR bombs with um, with the words that he chose. Um, sure, sure, his content um, upset some people, but not because he called anyone a name accidentally or uh, anything like that. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think he, he did fairly well for himself there. So I've seen a lot of accusations get thrown around about it, but um, what we sort of know, what we know from what we were told is that um, the deal was finalized in April. Now, the pre-orders closed in April. And a point that I'd make there is that when the pre-orders started, there was no end date. So it didn't say you'll be able to pre-order for this length of time and they'll close then. The pre-orders just, you know, they started a countdown. We're going to end it at this date. I can't remember exactly when it was, but it was um, with, with, let's say, a month to go. They started a countdown and um, then they closed it. Now, that may have been in part due to this Epic Games Store being in discussion, being in the works, and they realized, oh, damn, <laughs> you know, if we, we're selling it under this pretense and we're, it's actually going to be coming out this other way, you know, they might have foreseen, foreseen this already at that stage. I think they were really between a rock and a hard place with, you know, just trying to get inside their heads. If if it really went down the way that they've described, that they, you know, started selling the pre-orders under this pretense it's going to be on Steam. I just I just asked myself how the community would have taken the news if it was announced at the time that it was finalized. Like people have said, oh, you knew about this in April. You should have told us then. Well, that was right when the pre-orders were finishing. You know, if the pre-orders finished and then they immediately said, oh, and it's going to be on Epic Games Store, that would have been so much worse <laughs> from a PR perspective. That would have been so much worse. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that they're potentially quite knowingly taking – they even said as much, didn't they? They're taking a difficult option there. They knew that it would be unpopular and they're doing it anyway because they have decided this – it's the best thing for the game. So you're leaning towards that it, it wasn't bad faith? You don't think that this was kind of uh, intentionally uh, deceptive or, you know, that they acted in bad faith? Oh, without evidence, I don't know. I don't know that there's really even much reason to to entertain that idea. I, I don't think so. Personally, if you're asking me personally, I, th- I think that it, 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 the option came along when they were partway through the process for the pre-orders would be my guess. But yeah, there's not really any evidence to support that it was a deliberate um, deception. So I'll choose to believe what I'm told until I'm given some facts to dissuade me from that. Right. Let's move on uh, to the next one. And uh, 
The next kind of major discussion point uh, that was has been bandied about in various forms was about Epic Games uh, and this contention, basically, that Epic, the Epic Games store is trash, that it's rubbish. Uh, it's been one that has been pretty, pretty widely discussed. So let's at least have a look at some of the facts and, and what we know uh, about uh, what will be experienced with uh, Epic Games and the Epic Games store. So uh, not only are PGI not using Steam, uh, a pretty well-established and well-supported and well-performing platform, uh, but they are going to a platform that is widely considered none of these things. That's pretty objective. Uh, so to play the game that you have purchased, you will need to download and install it uh, through the Epic Games Store. And of course, you will need to create an account uh, before you can download the game. Now, there are established concerns, uh, or there's, there's been concerns expressed over the uh, privacy protection practices uh, of Epic Games Store, uh, and in particular, the level of investment and influence from Tencent, uh, which is a Chinese-owned company. Uh, concerns have also been raised that the Epic Games Store is basically a front uh, for spyware uh, and that it does inappropriately access some of the information on your computer. Now, it is also a fact to say that there are concerns over the, the general practice of exclusivity uh, and of actively forcing people to sign up for uh, and use your platform, uh, particularly once they have already purchased the game. So. Uh, those are some of the facts. Those are some of the things that we know uh, will happen uh, as, as per this announcement. So if we were to take kind of a salty perspective, the negative take on these things are that they're going to a platform that is missing all the features that we want. In fact, missing a lot of the features that were promised. Uh, for example, Epic Games uh, doesn't currently have that modding ability. Uh, it has been promised, but there's no time frame for when we might get that. Uh, another negative take would say, would be to say that the Epic Games Store is spyware and that it's pretty much a front for the Chinese government. Uh, its privacy protections are lax uh, and it is inappropriately getting into your information. It is a risk to you to have this launcher uh, on your system. And the last one is that Epic itself, this, this huge company with the biggest game in the world in Fortnite, are trying to establish their own monopsony uh, and you know they're using that Fortnite swag that they have to buy up everything uh, and they are looking to take over the market from Steam. Uh, they have a monopsony and that they have a uh, right to buy uh, rather than a monopoly you know they have the, the rights to buy and they're the biggest player in the market uh, and that's not going to benefit anyone. It's not going to particularly it's not going to benefit developers, small developers uh, or players, uh, exclusivity doesn't help anyone. So that's the, the negative take uh, from those facts that we just had read out. Well, allow me to retort. Because, you know, the, the exclusivity issue, I mean, it's, it's everywhere. Like, I mean, for a start, consoles, the, the idea that Mario Kart would be available or be forced by law to be available on computer or on PlayStation is laughable, right? These people were developing the games and the consoles simultaneously, and they want to, you know, support one with the other. 
so they're kind of immune from criticism or that I guess technically they're not, they do get criticized for that, but you know, we can exclude them. And then there's of course the developer who have gone ahead and launched their own game stores like EA, Ubisoft, that, that, you know, with the origin for EA and you play for Ubisoft and there's, there's other examples as well. Um, and so they're also having exclusives on their titles, but also, you know, Steam has run into criticism for this um, as well in the past, um, for the, some games only being available through Steam and people not wanting to install Steam. And Steam has a huge proportion of the market share. Uh, the monocity, as you called it, um, the, 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 the only, the, the biggest buyer, so they can kind of command the price that the creators of the games are selling to them for, and then again, dictate the price for the market. So they can drive prices down with the retailers being the game developers and keep the prices low for the customers, which makes competition really difficult. This is the kind of thing that Tesco's and things get accused of overseas. Uh, so exclusivity is hugely common uh, across consoles um, or the monocity that Steam has, um, which allows them to take a huge cut of the sales revenue. Um, and, you know, when you look at it in that light, Epic Games will offer a really good deal for an indie developer like PGI. Um, and it, as as they sort of claim, as, as PGI claim, uh, offer them the best chance of making the game financially successful um, because they get a little bit more of the kickbacks and um, they get um, some great visibility as well because there's um, less competition on the Epic Game Store marketplace so they can be front and center um, for longer and that in turn will create a new population and health for MechWarrior 5 and also for the wider Battletech franchise. So that's the positive way of looking at it. And we did hear a lot of this from Russ himself, right? So this was something that he was pretty big on, that he, he outlined in quite a bit of detail um, the, the positive take and the uh, upside to these to exclusivity and going with Epic Games. So whilst there are those things that are potentially legitimate concerns uh, that we covered from a negative take, uh, the positive take, Russ did speak on these points explicitly uh, you know, Steam has the monopsony at the moment and that allows them to take a ridiculous cut of revenue. And so one of the you know key points was that PGI were going to make more money because uh, Epic Games uh, don't have the monopsony and they do not charge or take as, as big a cut uh, of the sales. So uh, Captain Cat, I mean, taking those things into account that it is going to be on Epic Games and it's going to be Epic Games store what what's been your thoughts on this discussion point yeah i mean it's it's funny because a lot of the accusations being leveled at the epic game store are actually a lot of the same things that we've heard through about steam over the years i mean steam has been around for a long time now and they really changed the market when they came into it but let's not forget that um mcwary online is still supporting a standalone launcher for the game for significant number of people who just refuse to download and install Steam because of some of these issues. So as for Steam, I'd say it's kind of the worst launcher apart from all the others, to paraphrase Churchill. It's um, it's pretty polished now, but um, the feature updates and the sort of the polish on it was a really, really long time coming. Um, it kind of stayed 
from my point of view, Steam stayed exactly the same for like 10 years um, with just sort of features stacked on top. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, they've, they've still got a huge monopoly on the digital PC games market. And any new player really has a long way to go to come back at them. So, you know, you're not going to build a huge, um, what's the word? You're not going to build like a, a massive powerhouse like Steam overnight. Yeah, so the reality is, as consumers, we want competition in the marketplace. And um, the price that you pay is these multiple game stores and launches. And, I mean, you and I suffered through uh, EA's origin when we were playing Star Wars Battlefront and Apex Legends together. And it was, you know, frustrating at times. But, you know, what was your overall impression of it, if you will? Yeah, I mean, my, my overall impression was that I suck at Battlefront and Apex as, as much as I suck at uh, MechWarrior. But look, at, at the end of the day, it, it became inexcutable that I clicked on. So the, the very fact that I was using Origin quickly faded uh, into the background. And I do expect the same uh, for Epic Games Store. You know, it's uh, yeah, having another launcher, again, it's just by the by uh, for me. And, and same with Battlefront. Whilst we might be at the start of the the wave uh, with epic games hopefully the the launcher becomes uh, better in time i guess what i would say is that i i understand for those people that uh, were worried about the uh, features not being delivered that they wanted and uh, one thing about the epic game store is this this not having the same ability that that steam had to do the modding um, and the, the workshopping and stuff that is a biggie i understand and accept that Criticism and disappointment. I think it's it's fair for uh, people to have been upset about that. On the flip side, uh, some of the other concerns. You know, uh, TTB said it really well in one of his clips. All companies provide the illusion of privacy and security, uh, but the reality is they are all basically trash, as he said, uh, and your data is not truly secure. So if you are worried about putting the Epic Game Store on your computer because you think it's spyware for the Chinese government. I have to tell you now, Google reads your emails. Apple probably has your thumbprint or your retina scan. And Facebook knows your consumer habits so well uh, that it will customize its ads and news feed to actively maximize your outrage and your spending. The concern about uh, Epic is probably the weakest argument for cancelling your pre-order, the privacy one at least. You know, another game launcher where you've probably already got two or three, some of the ones that you mentioned, and worrying about your data being used for ill purposes in a world where your phone is listening to your conversation. Uh, that For me, that's just a little bit naive. So yeah, the, on the Epic Games front, the fact that it's not going to provide modding is the best argument for being upset. Yeah, I think, yeah. should I get my Catspiracy uh, tinfoil hat out? A Catspiracy? <laughs> well, for, if, if we, you know, if it's all spyware for the Chinese government, I mean, I don't need to downplay that because um, people spying on you is real hashtag delete Facebook and it's great that people were suddenly concerned about their digital privacy but I mean yeah like you said it, the, the, the realities of the world we live in is that there's been you know huge data breaches um, 
your information has been collected and spied upon and then lost by people who don't care about keeping it safe. I mean, as Steam, Steam, Steam knows my browsing, my my playing habits, my gaming habits, and that's that's what they're most interested in. They're interested in selling something to me. I mean, Epic Game Store, really, what how they're going to use that information against me is is exactly in that way to take money, um, to get me to get my wallet out of my pocket and give it to them. <laughs> that that's probably the scariest aspect of that. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I mean, outrage around Epic Games uh, and the store again. Don't don't understand it too much. Uh, I would tend to take. I think the the exclusivity stuff that that Russ outlined. I do think that that holds greater weight, and I can understand why PJ would make that decision from the benefits that they would get as developers uh, from players. The real downside that I can see is the taking away of the modding uh, and losing that feature and and having no you know, guarantee that it's going to come back. I, I think that is a big one there. But you're worried about the privacy stuff, then, yeah, hashtag delete Facebook. I mean, yeah, just keep perspective on why you pre-ordered this game in the first place, I guess. Um, if it was that it was on Steam, by all means, you know, ask for a refund and you might want to buy it later. On the other hand, if it was the game, the content of the game that attracted you, then literally nothing has changed in that regard. Right, let's move on to uh, another one of the big talking points. And, and this one is related to some of the things that we have taken and talked about so far. But it is the contention, and it is a contention that was painted in some pretty colourful language, to be honest. But it's the contention that the actions taken in this announcement, for the exclusivity deal, etc., shows that PGI and Russ care more about the money than they do about the game itself, the franchise, or the community. Okay, so that's been something that's been really, really widely discussed. There's been a lot of people that have been firing opinions about this this very thing. So what are the facts? So PGI opted for the exclusivity deal with Epic Games despite knowing that it would be unpopular. We know that PGI expected backlash and they also expected that people would that people would want to cancel their pre-orders or may want to cancel their pre-orders. We know that PGI have offered full refunds and allowed those that opted for refunds to keep some of the MWO content. PGI have indicated that their main reasons for opting for the Epic Games deal was to improve the visibility of the game through longer time on that storefront. Uh, increased per unit sales, they're hoping for a greater sales number, and of course that greater revenue share of the sales, uh, and the difference between what it would cost them to be with Steam compared to what it costs them to be with Epic Games. They have contended that greater success for MechWarrior 5 will be better for the game, for the franchise, and for the IP in general. Those are the facts. That's what we know. Based on those, Captain Cat, give us the salty take. So, you know, some people would say that, um, or I've, I've heard it said that uh, PGI took the deal in full knowledge that the community would be upset um, and that they'd opt for pre-order. I mean, that's hard to argue with. Um, and, you know, it's... The, the, the problem here that people see is that it's kind of a callous argument that they're, they're prepared to lose some 
some of their customers in return for um, more money uh, in their pocket in the long term. Yeah, basically, people thinking that 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 they care about more than the about the bottom line and about their customers. And people find it hard to trust um, PGI because they do have a bit of a history of um, uh, making decisions that um, alienate um, big sections of the community. And um, you know, one of the one of the ways to understand that or to put a rationale on that is that they're doing it because of the bottom line, because of money, and that 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 means more to them than their reputation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I, there has been a lot of that. You know, a lot of people have opted to interpret those facts uh, that I just read out negatively, and to see that cash over the community attitude. Uh, and you know, a lot of people think that that's well established. If if I'm taking a positive lean on those facts, I would say that PGI is a business, and sometimes uh, decisions need to be made that they know will be unpopular in the short term, um, but it is best for the game uh, and the business in the long term, so that it's long-term thinking. You know, PGI would argue uh, that that the Epic Games Store will mean increased exposure for the game, uh, more sales, greater revenue share for them and the game, and that ultimately that will result in more visibility and funding for the franchise itself, you know, that it will spill over uh, to MWO. So, you know, a business making business decisions, and sometimes that means short-term pain and reputational damage for long-term gain. The, you know, the other positive thing, or the other positive take uh, around, you know, what we know and what was announced, was that there hasn't been major announcements regarding uh, microtransactions or surprise mechanics, as EA labels them, you know, there's no real sign that they have adopted any of the the extremely, you know, predatory predatory monetization strats that we see everywhere. You know, the the live service model or loot boxes or anything like that. So if you consider PGI against like a major industry player like EA or Activision. And if you consider Russ against uh, CEOs like, say, Android Wilson or, you know, Bobby Kotick. Was that a slip of the tongue, Android Wilson? <laughs> no, that was deliberate. But uh, yeah, look at, look at Andrew Wilson and you'll see that he's actually an Android. Um, or, you know, or, or Bobby Kotick, who's a billionaire. Uh, you know, consider their decision-making process going into a game like this to put some perspective uh, on what's you know what what Russ is doing at the moment, you would I mean you wouldn't even get an Andrew Wilson or a Bobby Kotick holding an AMA, and I mean obviously they're, they're publishers rather than developers, but they wouldn't even allow they would be keeping someone severely under the thumb and not allow that to happen. So the fact that we haven't seen these 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 vicious kind of monetization strategies yet, <laughs> you know I think mm. that's a sign that it's not a, a yeah, that's potentially a sign that it's not a cash over community thing. If it was cash over community, you'd best be sure it'd be a live service model, or you know they'll be they'll be selling skins, you know, in the first um, first wave. Yeah. So so with this one, it's like that the the positive takes not so much um, disputing the negative take. It's more of a reframing. It's more of a the the same facts seen through a different lens. What it, what is your own opinion on the matter? That's a brilliant way to put it. I mean, you can say that I guess for for some of the stuff, but I. That's no more true than when we're looking at this kind of um, 
do PGI care more about the money? You know, small developers do, they do rely on that niche community and they do rely on kind of good faith to keep that community and to be successful. You know, and you do, you expect heartless predatory action from, you know, massive multinationals like EA and Activision because they can afford for a game to fail. It does, it does hurt more when you get a small, uh, you know, in PGI's virtually an indie developer because you really want to trust them. These kinds of decisions are, you know, they're not, not only more common in the games industries these days, but having to opt for this, for money somewhere, you know, exclusivity or, or find cash somewhere, you know, it, it's becoming almost a necessity for small developers. You know, the market is, is saturated and it's just dominated by these stamp and repeat triple a titles coming out each year you know if pgi took the deal because they felt it was best for the game and the business can you really blame them for doing that you know in the environment that they're operating in so you know if mercenary fails you probably don't have pgi you probably won't have mwo you know if 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 um mercenaries doesn't succeed then that might spell the death of the game for for mecquire as well so you know you do want them to put the community first you do want uh indie and small developers to uh, show that they are treasuring their community but how but how you feel about this i think will probably come down to how much you feel the community would have funded and supported pgi if they had gone that other way, do you think that they would have made the same amount of money and that it was better for them to put the community first than to go for that better revenue share? I mean, whether you think that's the case or not is probably going to be whether you think that, yeah, it's cash, cash before community from PGI sense. I mean, what about you, Ben? It's, um, it's a, this one's a little bit of a more tricky one, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I think I, You've made some really good points, and I and I like the way you framed that. I was sort of seeing it as like a a seesaw where they've got um, financial considerations on one side, and they've got their relationship with um, the customers on the other side. And obviously, or as as the scales, <laughs> perhaps it would be better than a seesaw because a seesaw you want to go up and down, right? Scales you want to say level. So scales, changing the metaphor midstream. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that uh, you know, if it tips too far, either way, if you focus too much on the financials, then you're not going to have um, a good product at the end anyway, and you won't make a lot of money if you're if you're just focused purely on how much money you're going to make. Uh, then then it won't do well anyway, um, and because the community will be upset with you. But if you focus too much on what the community wants and um you know if you're doing it for the love or you know if you just um damn how much it costs or damn how much money you make but you just want to put out the best quality game you can for the community if if on the other hand you were to say you know i don't care how much money we make i just want to make the best product we can um for the community um then that would that would be where that story ends really um, you'd put out a really great, we've seen it before with other products, you put out a really great product and then that's it, the company goes under, there's no sequel, there's no um, second season, there's no uh, version two or DLC because they it was really ripped, shit or bust and um, 
they put everything on the line to put out a great product. So that's a mistake that you could really fall into with this. I think the community is dead on with this one, that PGI have um, knowingly taken a risk and they're betting it will pay off. Now, the community bookies are giving it really long odds, but I guess, uh, you know, the proof is in the pudding and we'll have to wait and see um, if this truly is a deal breaker. The scales is a really good analogy and in, in, in that there's, there's a balancing act there, for lack of a better word. Not a seesaw? Not a seesaw. Well, kind of a seesaw if you're standing in the middle, but um, if there's just one person on the seesaw. But yeah, it, it is... <laughs> <laughs> in the middle. It's, yeah, it's, um, yeah it, it, that makes a lot of sense that they're, they're balancing up those two things. And, you know, while it might come down, an action might cause it to come down on the other end, it may not tip the balance, you know. And, and if there's, you know, the, you know, the, the greater revenue uh, to balance against what the outrage may be, you know, those are where the hard decisions are. And as you said, being successful as a business means making those those decisions. So yeah, yeah, and I think so. Speaking of outrage, that um, you know, it's worth mentioning at this point that Piranha are bringing with them a historical sort of train, or outrage train, along with them from Macquarie Online into this. So it's not just you know when we're not we're not talking about MechWarrior 5 really. We're talking about MechWarrior Online and the last seven years of relationship with them that they're bringing along with them. And, um, you know, all along the way for that, we've had these issues where everyone's been up in arms about something or other. And a lot of people have told everyone else to stop giving Piranha money and that the game's dying. And, you know, eventually those prophecies become true. If you say them enough, if you if you say the game's dead, um, stop giving PGI money for long enough, eventually you, you'll be right. <laughs> but... um. I think it's no stretch to say that, and and I believe Russ when he says, you know, that the future of the franchise is on the line here. That they're, they're, they're shepherds or they're the, you know, the safeguards for the franchise right now, and they're, um, you know, it's their duty to to try and make it the most successful they can because it's, you know, it's not just MechWarrior Five. It's also MechWarrior Online Two or other MechWarrior stories that we could hope to see in the future that are hinging on this. Nice. And look, that's probably a really good segue uh, into the last point uh, that, that we want to discuss that has been widely discussed already. But uh, it's it's the idea, and it's very similar to what we've already discussed, but it's this idea that what has happened is best for PGI, but it's not best for the players or the game. So shading this one slightly different in that PGI have made a decision that will effectively lead to the end of the franchise and end of the game. So they're, they're acting short-sightedly and they are thinking only of themselves uh, and not of the game or that player base. So let's talk a little bit about the facts around this one. The game has been delayed a further two or three months uh, and this represents yet another delay, the uh, second or third. Uh, PGI acknowledged that the had the game launched in September that it would have been missing some content uh, and that the deal allows for this content and more to be included. Uh, one of the most anticipated features of the game was the ability to mod uh, and this will now not be available at launch uh, with no real definitive time frame as to when it might be available. The Epic Games Store is widely criticised within the gaming community and there is a risk to the game in opting for an exclusivity deal. So those are some of the facts. Let me 
take this one from a negative perspective, Captain Cat, and say that if I was salty about this and interpreting those facts, one of the things that I might say straight away is that by going Epic Games, PGI will cause uh, a decrease in the overall community. And not only will you see it drop, uh, but you'll be alienating the your key constituency you know those players that are heavily invested in the game or the law or the franchise and the ones that are most likely to provide uh, the, the best way for you to best avenue for that sustainable monetization by spending on it and of course by spending on mechware so you you risk gutting your community basically i might think from those facts that PGI only care about that upfront cash that they're going to get and the money that they're going to make from this game and not about the franchise or the IP or, or the license in fact. The reputational damage that they have done with this deal goes beyond just them and might and, and just mercenaries. You know, it spills over to MechWarrior and it might spill over to Battletech and, and you know those, those associated titles. The other salty take, you know, PGI marketed the game by appealing to the community's connection to the franchise. That was a key aspect of the marketing and selling that they have done. Uh, you know, they, they, they emphasise things like the modability uh, and they, they, they generally reinforce and promoted a narrative that the game was for the community. They seem to care less about the player experience than they reckon that they did. So they've been disingenuous. The game will tank and the rights to the IP will be lost and no other developer will want it to take on, will want to take it on because of what PGI have done here in this decision. So if I was being a salt lord, those would be the things that I would think about those facts that were just presented. Captain Cat, what say you, sir? The sky is falling. <laughs> We've seen there's a lot out at the end, there's a lot of people out there that are echoing those thoughts. A lot of people have opted for that salty take to say that PGI have, have, have tipped over the domino. The dominoes are falling and it's going to result in this thing fading to obscurity. Yeah, and I mean, it's fine to be worried about that. But um, the other possibility, of course, is that um, we all enjoyed, or many of us, came to MechWarrior at a young age and um, it's possible that you know the increased exposure and visibility that the Epic Games Store had will um, lead to the growth of um, the Battletech franchise when, as it finds new markets um, and that will benefit not just MechWarrior 5 but other titles like uh, Battletech and maybe even MechWarrior Online um, because the more the merrier, right? Uh, we can't all be mech dads. We need some <laughs> mech kids in here as well. Another positive um, outcome from this decision might be that uh, if the if PGI are more financially successful, then um, they'll be able to keep creating content uh, and games like DLC, perhaps for MechWarrior Five or perhaps even MechWarrior Online Two. Because at the end of the day, that's what people like Microsoft, who own the license, want to see. They want to see that you know you're 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 taking good care of this franchise. It's not running it into the ground um, which means you know as business to business that it's financially successful that financial success will grant them you know great opportunity to renew that license and um, Russ 
at least was convinced by the uh, the pitch from Epic Games Store that that they can expect to see greater sales and um, a new access to new markets and, and a greater revenue stream through the Epic Games Store. Now, that part I didn't hear the sales pitch from the the, the marketing guy at Epic Games Store just secondhand from Russ, but you know it's it's certainly possible they've got all the numbers in front of them. Yeah, I mean, this one is, is you talked about framing before, and this one probably comes down to framing more than anything. Whether you think that uh, PGI have made a decision that may work for them as a company, but is not going to work for the players or the franchise, probably comes down to how convinced you are about whether it's going to be financially successful through Epic. Prophesize. Yeah, it's a tricky one. And, and my thoughts on this is that this, this kind of angst has actually been pretty common to quite a few of the games and, and things that have nominated for this exclusivity. And, and in particular, you know, the smaller indie developers uh, or, or those games that had been kickstarted or backed. Uh, you know, there's the Ooblet stuff going on at the moment. Uh, you know, another, a small developer that, you know, are again facing some backlash uh, for opting uh, for this exclusivity. Look, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's fair to say that PGI uh, only care about the money. I think they, they have done plenty in the MWO space to show that they care. Now, you know, you may not always agree with what they do, but it, it's always seemed to me, in, in my time at least, that they do care a lot. To say that a, mass, a massive part of their decision making wasn't about the finances, though, I think is naive. Uh, you know, you talked about that um, seesaw, and I think what they could receive through the exclusivity deal weighed pretty heavily on that side, you know, more than more than enough, again, for them to risk the outrage. You know, they are a business and uh, a business does have to think about that bottom line. But, um, you know, by the same token, given that they are a small developer, that bottom line for them is more susceptible to and more reliant on their reputation. So so they do have to worry about the community's opinion, but I do think that it's simply come down to those one thing outweighing the next. And and I do think that they probably genuinely believe that they are doing what's best. I you know, it's it's an uncomfortable truth, I think, that taking the deal will result in a better game. Um, at least by giving PGI more money and more time to develop it. And, you know, to be really, really honest, I think whether the game is good or not is going to be the most defining factor in how people view this decision. So whether you think that they've made a bad decision, that it's selfish, that it's only for them, and it's not considering enough the community or the future of it will depend on whether the game is awesome. If it's great, people are going to forgive a, a, a hell of a lot. Uh, you know, even the people that have cancelled will probably buy and, and come back and play. I think what's happening here is that PGI are just rolling the dice and they're banking on the fact that they're going to produce a great game. And they know that if they do that, people aren't going to care what platform it's on. They're not going to care that it's on Epic. They won't care what Russ has said or the promises that were made. And, and I don't, to some degree, I think a, a large portion won't even care that there's not that modability there. If they produce an awesome game and if they keep producing good DLC, keeping people interested in it, I think it's 
I think it's realistic to say that PGI will elevate the franchise to success, that it will be an overall benefit. So I think that's what they're, they're banking on. If the game sucks, <laughs> then it may all come crashing down, and this decision may have tipped that first domino that sends Mech Warrior the same way that Hawkins gone and, or, or a whole lot of other kind of mech-related games. But I think they're banking on the fact that the game's going to be awesome, and that's going to be the defining factor that makes it, you know, the whole mech-related stuff successful. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I mean, apart from if the game sucks, well, it didn't matter if it was on Steam or not, because <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was, it was a, you know, maybe that's another way to look at it even, you know, if, it, if it's another way to say what you said, which is you're saying if the game's great, people will buy it anyway. Well, if the game sucks, it doesn't matter where it is. Because it sucks, <laughs> and it was probably the death of PGO right there, whether it was on Steam or not. I mean, it and it's it does seem a little bit of a case of damned if you do and damned if you don't with this one because we're always being um, you know told uh, in the games media to not pre-order games. You know, we get we get burned by unfinished games. Uh, you know, zero-day patches and things like No Man's Sky, which. You know, people had all these expectations about what it was going to be, and then it just wasn't. But then on the other hand, people are always going to be super disappointed by delays. So you kind of, if, if your game's lacking a bit of polish and uh, running a bit late, then what do you do? Do you put it out early and um, patch it as soon as you can? Or do you wear the um, disappointment and spend a bit more time on it and polish it? For me, personal taste, I prefer that it um, spent a little bit more time in the oven and came out a bit more finished. Um, and we got to sort of enjoy it from day one because, you know, there's, there's bad impressions. First impressions can leave a real sour taste in your mouth. I mean, the, I, I mentioned about the, the sort of the mech dad thing in the in the preamble for this point. And um, it's, uh, I don't know if you've come across it, but to hear a child's voice in MechWare Online is jarring. <laughs> Heard someone chips it. Oh, you found the take private point alpha. And it's uh, everyone's like shocked into silence that there could possibly be a child in this game. Get off my lawn. But um, yeah, a, a lot of us came to MechWare as children and, you know, learned to pilot Mech, the simulation game, as children. And there's nothing to say that that can't happen again, that there can't be a new dynasty of mech kids coming up through the um, finding their way from Fortnite <laughs> into MechWarrior. I mean, it's a, some people are shuddering at the very idea, but, you know, that's that's the only realistic long, long-term strategy for Battletech is that we get new players, new people, new eyeballs interested in this game. Yeah, mechs in, in Fortnite, geez, that's, that's an interesting development, isn't it? But yeah, as, you, as yeah. you've alluded to, maybe that is a sign that there's, um, there was thinking about the longevity, that there was long-term thinking, and you know, therefore PGI are not just blowing their wad now and trying to make their money and get out. They actually want this um, franchise to build and, and be long-term successful. Yeah, and if you make them floss, then um, you'll definitely bring in the... <laughs> <laughs> So we uh, have covered a lot there, people. Uh, there's those four general talking points and some of the details around them. So hopefully we have been able to lay out both some of those facts uh, that, that pertain to the discussion points uh, and then, you know, the salty take, taking the uh, negative view and then taking the positive view, uh, the positive perspective on those facts. Now, 
In all likelihood, if you are listening and if you've got this far in, you've probably already got a well-established opinion. Uh, But as always, our focus is on having the conversation and to do that properly, you do need to consider both the sides of the topic. So, Captain Cat, let's uh, hang our onions out there with the information and the discussion that we uh, have had today, what you've seen, what you've read, what you've heard. You know, can you summarise your thoughts on these whole things? Where do you sit in regards uh, to the announcement and what was uh, said? Yeah, well, I mean, as you mentioned, I, th- I think if you've got this uh, through, then you'll it'll be apparent that I'm not 100% on board with the Rage Train. I think that um, people have some real criticisms that need to be talked about and addressed. We need to take those criticisms seriously. But in the end, I'm just hopeful that the end product lives up to our expectations. And I'm happy to hear that... Um, to turn it on its head, I'm happy to hear that PGI are happy to take some risks to achieve a good result. First, by pushing the deadline out, and second, to move it to the Epic Games Store and bring bring a little bit more uh, capital in to put that polish on it. And I'm saying that, but honestly, I'd prefer that the game was on Steam. I mean, my friends are on Steam. There's those features and the mod support that we've talked about. But in the end, it's just going to be a means to an end. I'll download, launch, and patch the game with Epic Games Store, and that'll be the end of my interaction with it. I'll be chatting and coordinating with my mates on Discord, same as ever, discuss the game on Reddit, and I guess download any mods from my browser. As, as you said, I think that um, my enjoyment of the game or lack thereof is going to just consist entirely on the content of the game itself. And I really hope it's a good game. Uh, I hope it's replayable. Uh, I hope it has some depth for people who are MechWarrior Online stalwarts. You know, um, I'm looking forward to a new MechWarrior experience, new environments, new enemies, and new reasons to play. Like, for me, MechWarrior Online has always been sorely lacking um, the context for the battles and the story. So, you know, from a, a single player or a co-op perspective, that's that's re- really where this game will be up to shine for me to to give me some a new experience in that regard. And that's that's the basis that I'm going to judge the game. Not the feature of the launcher, not AMAs, and not my opinion of Rust fucking Bullock. Honestly, it's um, if you're interested in the game, pick it up and play it. And don't let Outrage or this mob mentality version of Vigilante Justice get between you and something you enjoy. Yeah, nice. Well said. For me, uh, firstly I'll say I didn't cancel uh, my pre-order. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to playing the game. My view on this is that I think PGI are committed to making uh, the best game that they can. I don't necessarily think that they were being deliberately cynical or anything like that. I just, your analogy of the scales or the seesaw or whatever, I think is just perfectly apt, you know, that they weighed up the positives uh, versus the negatives. Uh, and they are a smallish developer that are trying to survive in a very, very tough market. I do think they want to make the best game, uh, and uh, you know, I think that they made a decision that on weight was best f- both for them and for the community and the game. I, I think that they actually, they truly believe those things. By the same token, I mean, I can understand that some of those things meant that people wanted to cancel their pre-orders because they felt 
for one reason or another that that they were act, that they were deceived, you know. And whether it was active or not, the feeling of being deceived, you know, was the same. So completely understand that, you know. Again, the the gaming industry is, uh, you know, it's in a dangerous place. You know, there's this this is almost this predatory race to the bottom at the moment, you know, with all of this games as a live service, uh, surprise mechanics and a, and a different battle royale uh, every other week. So I'm far more cynical of games that are launched half-baked by Activision or EA like Fallout or something like that than I am of something that has been in development for, for quite a few years. You know, I can, I can far more appreciate PGI's decision to try and survive in a market uh, that is, is pretty tough. Now, the other thing that did frustrate the hell out of me and Kim, <laughs> you, you know that I tried really, really hard uh, not to succumb to just an expletive laden rant. But what frustrated me the most was just how quickly reasonable discussion just got lost in the outrage. You know, the sheer number of people, particularly prominent content creators and, and, and members of the community that just spat hate and vitriol. It was just disheartening for me that people were just so quick to jump on that rage train that you talked about, sometimes just for the content, sometimes just for the click. I, I just, I really struggle with that kind of road rage approach to conversation or a topic you know this this culture of of trolling and just this general fuckery it's just horrible i just struggle with it you know and maybe that's because i'm old i don't know but you know it, it's it's just it's like everyone suddenly turned into tear up you know i was half expecting that we were going to get rap videos talking about why you shouldn't buy uh, mercenaries five it was just I really had to try and tune out to this kind of clickbait bullshit outrage response. You know, the the people that were getting on there and swearing into the camera and, and just impugning everyone's motives and just not actually taking the time. I just I just found that a bit tough, you know. Particularly if you are a content creator. If if being ragey is your thing, you know, it yeah, I just yeah, I mean, as I said, I haven't cancelled my pre-order. I don't intend to. Personally, I'm not upset by the deal or the delay. You know, I don't, I don't really feel deceived, I think, because I didn't really feel like I'd been promised anything in the first place. You know what I mean? I, I understand what happens with pre-orders, particularly in the current environment. Uh, you know, things can change. By the same token, as I said, I, I can understand the people that... that decided to cancel their pre-order on principle. You know, they expected some things, they expected that things were promised to be delivered and they weren't delivered. So on principle, they, you know, decided to cancel. To be honest though, that's the only reason that I can see to cancel. You know, the the impugning PGI's motives or the Epic Games staff or saying that PGI don't care about the game, that is just all pretty weak for me. Um, it's pretty naive, I think, uh, and it's frankly, there's just been so much hyperbole around it. It's 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 been frustrating. So I mean, it's I guess it's why we've left it this late, Captain Cat, to talk about it, right? Because you know we needed a chance for at least some of the dust to settle, and, and <laughs> you know, and hopefully what we've done at least is kind of present uh, some some both sides of the argument. Uh, yeah, and we went and we went kind of talk about it 
for the longest time we kind of thought you know there's a lot of people talking about it already and um and then we realized you know as time went by that we we kind of <laughs> we did have something to say that that there was uh room there's definitely room uh, for a dissenting voice or a, you know another perspective i think in this in in the conversation absolutely i mean it's what we're about and you know again we uh, we are all about the conversation and being able to you know, consider both sides and not necessarily get caught up uh, in the rage train. Um, and my, the best video that I saw was by TTB. So shout out to TTB. I really enjoyed his um, calm and, and rational take. I think he presented both sides as well. Pretty so good. yeah, if you um if you have got this far and they do and haven't already, then do check out TTB's thoughts on it as well. Yeah, he was critical without being emotionally invested in the argument. I guess you'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, that's probably about enough from us uh, for tonight. Uh, Captain Kate, anything you wanted to say in closing? Uh, look after each other. Be kind to each other. You know, Stephen McRae is. It's a great community, guys. Don't forget that. Right, we've said enough. We'll catch you next time. Shutdown sequence initiated.